Here we are. Happy Wednesday night. Um, I actually cannot remember the last time I preached at 7 p.m. West Coast time on Wednesday. So welcome to our new time. Welcome to a new collection of talks and sermons. And uh, it is a wonderful life. And it's also what a wonderful world. Uh, it can be life, world, um, a wonderful life's a great movie. But I, Carla, prefer Louis Armstrong's song, What a Wonderful World. Right. And I think to myself, can you imagine how many times I'm going to sing that in this series of eight different sermons? Can you even imagine? Um, what a wonderful world. And of course, the reason we are endeavoring to um, kind of lean into and wade into this topic and this series is there uh, is a lot of things that are not full of wonder. There are a lot of things that are not wonderful. There are a lot of things that are causing People, groups, continents, countries, individuals, extraordinary amounts of pain. And in some cases, there has been loss of loved ones, uh, whether at the hands of injustice or whether at the hands of a pandemic. Uh, we are dealing with a level of pain in this world, unlike I have ever witnessed or ever experienced. I talked to a pastor today who I believe is in his mid to late 60s, and he's been like a mentor to me. And he said, Judah, um, I have not met a single or talked to a single pastor or church leader right now who is not going through uh, categorically the worst and most difficult and painful season of their leadership. Um, these are unusual days and unusual time. And I think in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the upheaval. What if we could see the wonder again? What if we could recover the wonder that's all around us? So that's our series. What a wonderful world, how we recover the wonder that's all around us. And so tonight we're going to start with part one, which is the wonder of life. We talk about life and what it is and uh, conversely, probably what it isn't. It's not going to be a long message, but I'm also really anticipating Sunday gathering together. You can gather Wednesday, Sunday, any day. All of this is available to you on the app. If you do join us uh, Sunday, it's going to be a message called The Wonder of Nature. We're going to look at creation and the beauty of creation. Um, I had a conversation about dinosaurs and the Leviathan in scripture today with a friend speaking of nature. So, so much we could talk about. Um, I know this. Every time we gather, our objective is to see God in a way maybe, maybe we've never seen him before. And by doing so, to experience encouragement, inspiration, life, strength, courage, and generally just really good news. Welcome to Church Home. I'm Judah. I've been the pastor here for 11 or 12 years. I was 13 when this church started. My dad and mom started in 1992 with 22 people in a place called Bellevue, Washington, just outside of Seattle, Washington, my home and the home of the world's greatest sports team, unequivocally, the Seattle Seahawks. And um, though we are five and one, um, we, uh, though we'd recently lost a game, uh, we will 
win the Super Bowl. I'd like to go on record of saying that. I just I have some inside information. And um, by the way, I am live from LA right now, and uh, for the first time since 1988. L.A. is the home of the basketball and baseball champs in this country. And if you're not from this country, bear with me. I'm so sorry. Not really sorry. Lakers, Dodgers, congrats. Title town here in L.A. That is wild. And we are going to add the trifecta, which is the Seattle Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm super excited. The wonder of life. I want to read a phrase to you, and we're not going to read the context and the whole passage. Just one little phrase, and it's the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says this, and I quote, There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach. More than your life is more than your outer appearance or the clothes you hang on your body. So again, life's more about food. Life's more about clothes. Life's more about toys. Life is more than about stuff and things. Jesus says this. Take a moment and look at the birds. Free and unfettered. What a great term. Unfettered. Free and unfettered. Not tied down to a job description. Careless in the care of God. And you, yes you, count far more to God than birds. Birds are important but I want you to hear this. You are far more valuable than animals. I know we don't like that value system sometimes. People are like, be nice to animals. I'm for that. I really am. Um, But human beings of far more value than animals. But listen again to the words of Jesus. Life is not made up of the food you eat. It's not made up of the clothes, the homes, the cars, the things, the stuff we can purchase or buy. That's not life. And then Jesus says, look at nature, look at animals, look at birds, free and unfettered, careless in the care of God. And oh, how much more valuable are you? We're gonna start there tonight. And I want to define for you the three things you're going to get in the next 20 minutes. Here's the three things you're going to get. Number one, in this talk, we're going to define life. I'm going to define for you. I'm going to give you a biblical definition of actually what life is. What is life? Number two, we're going to see together how life truly is wonderful. It is full of wonder. I'm going to show you one simple example that I think will frame for you how truly full of wonder this life is. I like that I said truly, (laughs) truly, how truly life really is. And then lastly, the third thing you're going to get is um, I'm going to explain to you in three simple steps how to be truly alive. So I'd like to define life from scripture. I'd like to show you how truly life is wonderful. And then I want to show you three easy steps on how to truly be alive. Are you like me? Are you caught in conversations all the time? And caught's kind of an intense word. But have you found yourself in conversations that go something like this? Bro, bro, life is not about money. Dude, life, bro, life is not about your golf score, which it is about your golf score. But that's another point altogether. How many conversations have you and I been in? Think about it. 
where someone starts to philosophize. I'm not saying they're wrong. And they say something to the effect, maybe it happened today. And they said, you know, life's, life's not about status. Life's not about a job. Life's not about the square footage in your home. Life's not about, right? I mean, life's not about dot, dot, dot is, well, it's one of the great conversation pieces, particularly for faith people all over the world. We are constantly telling each other what life isn't about. Well, what is life about? Okay, 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 Jesus, we hear you. We hear the conversations with our philosophical friends. We all keep saying life isn't about a job, and yet we all want a job. Life isn't about money, and yet we all kind of need money. And life isn't about the car we drive, and yet it's nice to have a vehicle or access to a vehicle so we can get around, or at least Uber. Like Life isn't about how great your hair looks or all the makeup that I have on, and yet I'm wearing makeup and I combed my hair. Life isn't about your appearance, and yet I continually intermittent fast as to ensure that I don't gain the COVID-19, the greatly feared COVID-19, you know, the COVID-19, the extra 19 pounds we all put on during COVID. You know, like, I, 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 we say it's not about these things, and yet, are you like me? A lot of the hours of my day is about these things. So we're pretty good at saying what life isn't about. I say on this night, we ask ourselves, what is life about? And before we answer that question, I want us to go to back to the beginning of time as we know it. And I want us together to define what life is. And maybe by defining literally, quite literally, what actual life is, maybe we will begin to understand together what life actually is about. Listen to this. It's only the second chapter of the whole book, the whole Bible, Genesis chapter two and verses six and seven. It says, now God formed man out of dirt from the ground, blew into his nostrils the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. The man came alive. He was a living soul. So God made man from dirt, but nowhere in there does it say that's when man was alive. There is no alive until there is breath. So breath, this word breath in the Bible is the very first introduction and definition we are given for life itself. What is life? Please hear me. Life is breath. Some say life is air. Life is water. I want to stick to the Hebrew here. Life is breath. It's not just oxygen. It's not H2O. Life is breath. Notice again. So man, man was formed by the hands of God, and yet he was there lifeless. There was no life. There was a frame, but there was no life. When was the frame activated? Only when there was breath. And where did the breath come from? Was it the wind in the trees? Wind over the waters? Was it the air, the oxygen? No, it came from God. Shared air. You know what life is? It's the breath of God. You know what life is? It's the air of God. 
It's his shared heir. That's life. That is the totality of the most accurate definition I can give to you to what you are actually doing right now. The Bible says you are breathing in something more than oxygen. You are breathing in shared air that comes from God. And only then are you alive. All right. Number one, I told you you'd get the definition of life. What's the definition of life? It is breath. It should be noticed. It should be noted that breath and spirit are synonymous in scripture, which is very interesting and intentional by the author, God himself. And that is that breath and spirit are the same thing, same thing. And they're inter, you can, you can, you can, they're interchangeable. So, so God, one of the names of God is Holy Spirit or Holy Breath. God gives us his perfect breath in our bodies, and that's where the life is. And now his spirit is amongst us. God in his spirit form is amongst us, and he named himself Holy Spirit or Holy Breath. God is the breath of life. What does it mean to be alive? To have the breath of life. That is what truly um, that, that's what life truly, truly is. Now, the second thing I promise is that we together would see how life truly is full of extraordinary wonder. Now, well, part of what makes wonder wonder is that it makes us wonder. Wow is the operative word for wonderful. Wow. Whoa. Oh, wow. Wonder. Full. All right. So I don't mean to insult your intelligence, but why does God share his breath with us? Why? Did we earn it? Did we deserve it? Did we warrant it? Did we order it? Did we ask for it? Did we pray for it? Did we fast for it? Did we go to church enough for it? Did we pay our taxes for it? Did we hold doors open for senior citizens for it? What did we do for God's shared air? Nothing. I'll read it again. God formed man out of the dirt of the ground, blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became alive, a living soul. This is the first man. His name was Adam. When Adam's, eye, when Adam's eyes open and he's activated... For a moment, can you even fathom the audacity of Adam opening his eyes and saying, finally, I finally have arrived. I'm here. I've done it. I've did. No, he just opens his eyes and a whole new world. Right? I mean, it's like all of a sudden, what am I saying? You want to see how wonderful life is? The breath you breathe is the breath of God. It's the shared air of God. And do you know how you got it? Gift. That's all. Generosity. I, I, I've searched Genesis 2 and I've asked myself, God, why did you do it? Because I wanted to. 
He wants friends. He wants relationship. He wants connection. He doesn't need relationship or connection, but he wants relationship and connection. So you know what he did? On October 9th, 1978 in Portland, Oregon, I took my first breath. You know what's wild about that day? Which seems like 100 years ago, but it was only 42, so everyone relax. Um, I don't remember it. Isn't that weird? I don't remember my first shared air with God. I don't even remember it. That's how undeserving. That's how much I did not warrant, deserve, or merit. My whole life is gift. More specifically, your whole life is gift. You don't want to know how full of wonder this life is? Your date of birth is wonderful. It's full of wonder. Think about it. It's full of wonder. Please hop on the chat. Hop on. If there's anyone that can take credit for their day of birth, please let us know. You would be the first. For the rest of us, we... I don't know why I wasn't born in... Why am I not 42 in 1920? Why am I not 42 in 1820? Why am I not 42 in 1720? Why am I not alive in 1620? I don't know. But I think, based on the pure, sheer generosity of God and his shared air, that I was supposed to be 42 in 2020. So you're here on purpose. And your life is full of wonder. God ordained the day you were born. The Bible says before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God says, I knew you and I named you and I chose you and I appointed you and I put a date on you that you would come into shared air on this day. So forgive me for a moment if I don't sit back just for a second and tell myself that I was supposed to be here, 42, in one of the most difficult years, maybe in modern history. You're here for a reason. Did you know that? Ah, oh, Judah, that's cliche. Ooh, how the most powerful truths have been said to be cliche. Wrong. This is not cliche. This is called truth. There's a purpose for which you share the air of God. You share his breath. The Bible says about Adam, he became a living soul. See that word soul, now that's different because there's nowhere in the Bible does it say that your goldfish has a soul. Do you know the Bible never says, and I love your dog and cat, I say that not completely truthful, but I want to love your dog and cat. They don't have a soul, but you do. You do. You're a miracle. Your life is wonderful. See, it never ceases to amaze me that somebody like me, who is supposed to tell you this, that people would be surprised that I would be outraged that lives are taken 
Is that a surprise to you? When a black man in this country says he can't breathe and his breath is taken and your pastor's outraged and people are shocked. Oh, don't be shocked anymore. See, I think the breath we breathe is shared from the nostrils of God. And when another man snuffs out another man's air, he plays God. I don't believe in that. I stand against that because your life is wonderful and it must be protected. We pray for Nigeria. We pray that the very hand of God would stop the injustice of those who claim to be do-gooders who are mowing people down like they don't share the air of God. Don't be surprised anymore, church. I love you. I'm about people. We're about people. Don't be surprised. It's the breath of God that is proof of the dignity of every man, woman, boy, and girl. It's the breath of God that proves to me that I am invaluable. It's the breath of God that tells me I am uniquely is and that you are uniquely is. So breathe in and breathe deeply, my friend, for your life and your lungs, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. As I close, I promised three things. We would define life. We would see at least in one way how life truly is wonderful. It's called the day of your birth. And lastly, I promised I would show you how to be truly alive. So here it is. Three easy steps. How to be truly alive. How to recover life and the wonder of it all. Number one, your birth is where you first received life. Keep receiving life. Keep receiving life. I remember when my babies were born. Now don't, don't, don't tell me to tell you what day they were born because sometimes I forget, I get them mixed up. Uh, but I'll never forget those days. I'll never forget those moments. The nurse, you know, spanks their little newborn baby behind and here comes the cry and the cry is a sign that they're alive. And I remember my babies took their first breath. <sighs> Think about how life starts. <sighs> Think about how life starts. You know how life starts? By receiving, not earning, not doing, not deserving, receiving. You know what life is? Receiving. Don't get it twisted. Come on world. Life is not made up of what you do, what you earn, and how important you are, and what people say about you. You know what life is? It's exactly what it was when it started. It's receiving. Life is gift. Life is sheer generosity. Life is providence. Keep receiving, church. 
keep receiving. Stay in a posture of receptivity. Stay in a posture of gratitude. Stay in a posture of thank you, love you. What an honor, what a privilege. You gave me life. I didn't choose the date. I didn't choose the day. I didn't choose my parents. I didn't choose my culture. I didn't choose my country. I didn't choose my ethnicity. You made me wonderful. Keep receiving. How am I truly alive? The Bible says we, we won't understand God or anything he's doing unless we assume the perspective and posture of a child. <sighs> Thank you. Keep receiving. Number two, our day of birth teaches us to keep receiving. Our breathing, think about the mechanism. <sighs> you may not know this, but you are unconsciously relying on God every moment you're alive. Did you know that? <laughs> if I asked you to describe the nuance of your life, most of us have not done enough study. It's not our major in college. We're not doctors, most of us. We actually don't even know how to describe how the mechanism that is God-given and God-made even works. All I know is I... And then I, and yet every breath I breathe is reliance on him. It's unconscious. So I say this, you wanna know how to be truly alive? Keep receiving. And number two, keep relying, keep relying. And lastly, you knew I would go there. Our birth reminds us to keep receiving, our breathing, reminds us to keep relying in our being. I know birth, breathing, and being, they're synonyms, they're synonyms, they're synonyms. So we're splitting hairs here, but I think we're on to something from the scripture. We, we need to keep receiving, we need to keep relying, and then being, being. We're being. I'm here, which I think speaks to recognizing. I am here. I'm here right now. I'm, I was given birth, I was given breath, and now I'm given being. And man became a living being, the human being. It's been said, I'm gonna say it again, you know where I'm going. We're not a human doing, we're a human being. So much of the popular new culture tells us to be present. That, 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 that's, that's thousands of years old, friend. Be present, that's called being. All you have is now. All you have is today. So recognize how to be truly alive. Keep receiving, keep relying, and keep recognizing. God, thank you. I'm so reliant on you and I recognize that I am here now because of you. Years ago, a friend of mine wrote a song. Um, we're breathing the breath you gave us to breathe and we're gonna give it back to you. We're gonna give it back to you. 
Well, we gotta recognize. We gotta recognize that we're here. We gotta recognize that I'm not back there and I'm not up there. I'm not in my past. I'm not in my future. I'm right here. I'm being right here. I'm a human being. Your being is what makes you loved. Not your doing, it's your being. You know what that is? Um, God loved you before you ever was doing anything. He just loves you for being. He just loves you for being. Can we love each other for being? Can we care for one another for being? Isn't that wonderful? We're just being. And I end with this. Part of being truly alive is to consider all that we have put on the table tonight, which ought to lead you and me to this place and this posture and this prayer. O creator of heaven and earth, designer, architect, and breath of life. Oh God, here's my life. Here's my life. I didn't choose it. I didn't name me. Didn't choose the date I was born. I rely on you for every breath. And as much as we try, we can't live yesterday. And I can't go into tomorrow. So I'm just going to be here. And that's enough. Do you hear me? And that's enough. Is it okay as your pastor to tell you? You're enough. You hear me? You're enough. You're wonderful. Oh, Judah, you don't know what I've done. I, you don't know everything I've done. But I believe you're wonderful. I believe my life is full of wonder. Can we stop? Where, where is the church where we can celebrate the fact that we're still here? We're still here. I'm just receiving, relying, and recognizing. Oh, there'll be plenty of time to figure out your next job. There'll be plenty of time to figure out your retirement. There'll be plenty of time to shop again. There'll be plenty of time to cook your favorite meal. Where are the people who can just be? And that's enough. That's enough. Some of you have come up under enormous amounts of pressure and pain because this life keeps telling you and me, we must be doing, we must be doing, and we must be going, and we must be doing, and we must be going. What are you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? What's your plans? What's your goals? What's your vision? Come on, what's your steps? 
What are you gonna, hey, what are you gonna do? What if my answer is, I don't know. But what I do know is that I received life. I rely on God to breathe his air. And I'm going to recognize that the fact that I'm here is wonderful. It's just wonderful. And you know, I believe part of true being and true living is recognizing that there is a new life to enter into. It's more than just existing. It's called being forgiven. It's called coming back into relationship with God and Jesus. Only Jesus made a way for that. Jesus has done for you and for me what we could not do for ourselves. And so the Bible articulates this concept of new birth, new air, new life. That's why Jesus came, you know, because this planet has been plagued by the sin, air, and selfishness of man. Can we not see that in 2020? How riddled this place is by the self-serving ventures and sinful acts of mankind one to another. So Jesus says, I offer forgiveness for all the hate, for all the air, for all the wrong, for all the sin, so that you can truly be fully alive and spend eternity with me. Jesus became your sin and my sin so that you and I, by trading places with him, could become right in our relationship with God. Only Jesus can do that. I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you if you can remember to tell yourself every day that you and your life is wonderful. It's full of wonder. That's actually categorically true. You're wonderful. Oh no, I'm bad. No, 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 no. But you're full of wonder. Look at you. Look at your body. Look at your brain. Look at your life. Look at your, you're full of wonder. Right? Isn't it? Isn't it wild? Here we are. Oh man, we've only just begun. I look forward to Sunday as we record, as we recover and look at the record of all the wonder that's around us. There's so much, there's so much. Can I pray for you? Jesus, I thank you for these minutes and moments we share. I thank you that life is full of wonder and life is completely and totally and solely because of you, the life giver. We love you. We love you. If you're watching this wherever you are, whether live right now, or you're watching this later on the app, on a recording, God loves you so much. And right now, he wants to give you free forgiveness. Only Jesus offers this, total and complete forgiveness, past, present, 
future error, wrong, selfishness, and sin, completely forgiven in one moment. It's called new birth, new life. And you will become alive forever. You will live eternally with God. It's not by moralism. It's not by education. It's by the gift of Jesus. He did for you and me what we could not do for ourselves. If you'd like to receive the free gift of forgiveness that only Jesus offers, will you just raise your hand right now? Say, that's me. God, I thank you. See these hands. More importantly, see these hearts. And I thank you. We are forgiven forever because of what you have done. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And if you get an opportunity and you have time, join us again on Sunday as we go part two, the wonder of nature. Love you.